Thanks for joining us for The Whole Spectrum. I'm Katherine Parks, and I'm here with my husband, Eric, to talk about what it means, in the words of Francis Schaeffer, for the Lordship of Christ to permeate the whole spectrum of life. And for us, our view of art in particular, we love to discuss the films we see from a Christian perspective, so we invite you to join us as we cover the whole spectrum of the movie world, from classics to independent films to blockbusters. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Whole Spectrum. I'm Katherine Parks, and I'm here with my husband, Eric. And we have just been talking a little bit this week about films that bring out um, spiritual themes. And we've touched on several of our favorites so far um, in this podcast. But today we wanted to each um, mention one that has particularly been meaningful or stood out to us. And one of the things that I think film and other visual arts have the power to do is to help us see and experience truths that we already intellectually know. Um, it's kind of a different medium, a representation of a truth. And that doesn't mean that they, of course, take the place of scripture or the truth that we read in God's word, but it's an opportunity to kind of see those themes played out in stories um, that we might see in our lives. So, Eric, what is a film that is particularly um, insightful or displays a certain spiritual theme to you? Well, tonight I'm going to go with Warrior. And this is Holy Week. Uh, we just celebrated um, Christ's triumphal entry yesterday. Um, and then uh, we're just a few days away from Easter. And so to me, it's important to be talking about the gospel um, especially this week, we, but really every week, every day when we have the opportunity. So, yeah, the movie I want to talk about, and it's something I talk about with my kids a lot, not, not this movie per se, but <laughs> the idea of submission, the idea of giving up. It's so uh, counterintuitive to everything we're taught in life. We, when we, we work, we're supposed to never give up. If we want a promotion, we keep working hard. If uh, we play sports, we never quit. We just keep working, go, 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 never stop. Um, but that's why the whole idea of Christianity is so different because it begins with us. We think we're in control of our lives. It begins with us giving up and letting Christ take over. So I want to talk a little bit about Warrior. This movie is from 2011. It stars Nick Nolte, Joel Edgerton, and Tom Hardy. Uh, and it's fantastic. I don't think a lot of people saw it when it came out. Uh, and there may be a few spoilers in here, and if so, I'm so sorry, but it's five years old, so you should have seen it by now. I'm not sure if it's on Netflix or not. Um, we can check that out, though. Uh, but it's about two brothers who are both kind of working their way up through the ranks of uh, kind of a UFC fighting um, cage match kind of, I don't know, am I saying that correctly? <laughs> yeah, it's a tournament, basically. It's a winner-take-all um, sudden elimination tournament to determine the best fighter in the world, I would think. And their uh, dad is Nick Nolte, who was kind of a deadbeat um, for years, maybe somewhat abusive, always drunk. Um, but he, at the beginning of the movie, you find out that he's had his come-to-Jesus moment, and he's put away the booze, and he his life truly has changed. But there have been so many years' worth of damage um, that he's trying to make things right. He's struggling. He wants to be forgiven. 
Um, but it's tough when you've <laughs> caused so much, so much heartache in your family. So anyway, the, um, the whole movie, the younger brother, I think his name is Tommy, is struggling, fighting, fighting. He's just kind of a punk, but you also see some really soft sides to him, some really beautiful aspects to his character um, that are pretty selfless. But he just will not stop, and he doesn't care for his dad at all. But the end fight scene is really one of the most beautiful scenes of these two. The, the brothers end up fighting each other. Uh, it sounds a little cliche, but you just have to watch it. It works really well. And ultimately, this is spoiler alert, ultimately it's the older brother has basically beaten down his younger brother. He's got him in a submission hold, and Tommy, the younger brother, just will not give up. But finally, it, it, it is at the end when he finally just realizes, okay, I'm not going to win. So he gives up, and that is ultimately his salvation. He loses the match, but that's also the ver- the beginning, what I think will be uh, a change in his life for the better. Do you have any thoughts on this, Catherine? Well, I think uh, this was a film that I would say suffered from a really terrible trailer. I remember you and I being in a theater, seeing some other film, and the trailer for this movie came on, and I just thought it was a joke. Um, because for whatever reason, the idea of these two brothers fighting themselves or fighting each other in this match just seemed ridiculous. Um, but like you said, it really does work extremely well. And you realize, you know, it's not about the fight, of course, at all. Um, but it's about the family and the reconciliation and the brokenness there. And one of the things I think you've pointed out in the past about this is uh, kind of a correlation with some of Flannery O'Connor's stories. <gasps> yes, I love her work. <laughs> and just the idea that um, sometimes it takes, uh, what would you say? I mean, in, in a lot of her stories, there's physical violence and harm that comes, and that's what really changes people's lives or changes their minds or is kind of this final revelation of truth to them and I think there's kind of a a little bit of a correlation between that and what we see in Warrior. Yeah and a lot of her stories especially the ending these characters who are are in some cases pretty loathsome pretty self-righteous or mean or just hateful sometimes they come to kind of a gruesome end but it's at the end that they're often given this moment of grace where right before they're about to get shot or right before they're about to get bull or excuse me gored by a bull they have this little bit of clarity this little revelation where they see um, their sin for what it is or where they see the heavens opening up they see the glory of Christ some little thing through violence that changes them and so maybe you could uh, extrapolate that and say they were saved in that moment so for Tommy the younger brother this is kind of his moment at the end, he's won all of his fights. He's just a brutal, brutal guy, and he wins whatever he, he sets out to do. But at the end, his arm, I think his shoulder is broken, um, and he's taken down, and it's not until he gives up, uh, and he's in a lot of pain. Um, but yeah, not until he gives up that he's gonna change. So Warrior is my um, kind of gospel-themed movie for submission and brokenness. I grew up in a home where uh, we watched a lot of movies, and um, But some of the ones that were kind of the classic, like, children of the 80s and 90s films, I somehow missed out on. And so when I was 25, Eric um, started showing me, like, the Indiana Jones um, trilogy. You're welcome. 
uh, Karate Kid, which I was more than a little disappointed in. Are you kidding me? That that holds up still. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's terrible. And uh, E.T. And so that's my film for um, this week's episode. And E.T. was something I, I was vaguely familiar with but didn't really know the storyline. And so watching it as a 25-year-old is, I'm sure, a lot different than watching it as a kid. But Catherine, E.T., isn't that just a movie for kids? <laughs> Tell me more. I uh, I know that many would say that, but um, but E.T. really works as a Christ figure in a lot of ways and um, demonstrates qualities like self-sacrifice and um, a lot of actually the things that we see about Christ in Scripture. And I know that sounds a little bit maybe heretical to compare Christ with an extraterrestrial. <laughs> um, but I want to prove a little bit of my point. And so the character of E.T. comes from a place, the earth is not his home, but he teaches and loves these three children while he waits to go back to his home. He has the power to heal and perform miracles, and he's hunted from the moment that he um, is left on the earth, much like Christ was hunted by Herod from kind of day one. Um, these are all small examples, but toward the end of the movie, we really get a picture of Christ through E.T.'s decision to die. This is a spoiler. I just spoiled the spoiler. If you um, haven't seen it by now, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's Big time spoiler. Like 35 years. Uh, but he, um, he decides to to take Elliot's sickness, Elliot, this little boy, um, he takes his sickness on himself and sacrifices himself to save Elliot's life. But this isn't the end of him. Uh, shortly thereafter, he, he comes back to life in front of Elliot, and then he is returning home. Um, the mothership is calling him home. And so as he's saying farewell to the family, he points to Elliot's head and says, I'll be right here which is a little bit of an echo of Christ's parting words saying, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so watching this for the first time as a 25-year-old, I couldn't actually kind of believe what I was seeing. I just thought this is so obvious to me um, that that E.T. represents this very loving, caring Christ figure who um, gives his life up for these children and leaves an indelible mark on their lives. Um, but it also illustrates a point that Eric and I have talked about before, and that's the idea that a movie can stand apart from what the director or writer actually intended for it to say. Yes, so for instance, Spielberg, who directed this, is Jewish, and I'm guessing he's not a Messianic Jew and probably doesn't know or care much about Christ, but he has made something and crafted something along with the screenwriter and then the other collaborators that is an absolutely beautiful picture of Christ and what he's done for us. Um, so it's tough to get away from, but it's I think it's written on our hearts. Yeah, and I actually read where Spielberg was asked about this because other people were picking up on this theme. And he said, um, quote, that as a nice Jewish boy, he never intended for E.T. to draw a Christian parallel, but that he had actually enjoyed watching the film again um, after he was looking for those things because it gave him a new perspective on it, which I think is really um, just kind of a neat idea that he, even as the director, was able to see it in a different way once that was drawn out. And so 
I think that also illustrates that the narrative um, of what we're even talking about this week of the Easter story, the passion, is so ingrained in who we are um, as humans. And there are so many aspects of sacrifice and sacrificial love and atonement. And like you're saying, this giving up counterintuitive weakness as strength that um, that we see kind of reflected in film over and over again. I mean, that's one of the main things I think Eric asks our kids to point out in film is, did anyone sacrifice themselves? Did anyone give up something for someone else out of love? Because that's a, a key way to get them to start thinking more about who Christ is and what he did for us. So anyway, that's pretty much it for the podcast episode today, but we will continue over the next few weeks and months to touch on um, specific movies that kind of fall into certain categories within gospel themes and spiritual themes. So that may be reconciliation, repentance, confession, mercy, grace, resurrection, hope, faith, love, all these things that when you think of the gospel and all its many facets, um, are there films that fall into those categories? We want to touch on some of those. We also want to hear from you guys. So if you want to leave us some ideas or some movies to touch on in the comments section, please do that. Also, you can hit us up at Twitter. Um, Anyway, we want to hear from you guys. Yeah. So thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.